Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. hey it's Pat Boyle and today on the best of the DA show. What does the Jonathan Taylor pup list situation tell us? Plus, it's a Wednesday staple, a champ and a chump. Your best audio of the day and sound check. <laughs> oh, man, this was this was one heck of a show today, including uh, Jerry Jones saying he would have drafted Jalen Hurts, and then the show just goes on an absolute off-the-rails bender on if Jerry Jones morphed into Jack Stern. It is <laughs> one heck of a five-minute clip. Plus, then it gets even better. Chris Moore talks to Beef in Iowa, and they uh, they moo at each other. <laughs> Very bountiful sound check today. Uh, plus, at 8.20, Bogus was stunned to a news. Or actually, we were going to do stunned to a news at 8.20, and then we had, uh, instead ended up doing dueling Peter Schwartz clips, dueling pianos with Peter Schwartz clips. Another tremendous segment. Uh, finally, we did have Stun to a News at 9.20, and then, of course, ended the show, as always, Advanced Analytics in the Epic Fail. Why don't you just sit back, buckle in, try not to spit out any coffee or food while listening to the best of the DA show today. It's a doozy, and it's now. We begin in Indianapolis, where yesterday was cut-down day around the NFL Jonathan Taylor wanted a trade. Colts could not find an appropriate price for him. And so he remains a member of the Colts and is placed on the four-week PUP. So running back for the Colts, Jonathan Taylor will not be able to play in the first month of the season. Taylor wants out. Jim Ursay said if he's gone, nobody's going to notice. That didn't do well for the relationship between the two. And now we still don't know about the severity of the injuries that he has coming into this season either, but we know he's going to be out for the first month of the season as the Colts try to break in a brand new rookie QB from day number one. And so what does this Taylor situation tell us? It is where we begin. You're cold open. A couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, we've been talking about a potential Jonathan Taylor trade ever since it became clear that he would request to be traded, then subsequently received permission for his agent, Malki Kawa, to seek a trade. There was interest, real and significant interest from the Miami Dolphins and others. My understanding is the Colts had at least two solid offers. The general manager, Chris Boward, who really held a high bar, Mike, wanted at least a late first-round pick. 
he decided it wasn't enough. There was a chance I was told that a trade would happen. In fact, there were plenty of times over the last couple of days that I thought a trade was moving toward completion. In the end, Ballard simply decided that it was not enough, not enough to trade a star running back in his prime that the Colts decided not to pay. So Jonathan Taylor goes on the PUP list. He is off the field. He starts the first four weeks of the season while recuperating from this ankle injury. And stay tuned for the next saga, which will probably start about a month from now. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, with that clip. So, Jim Irsay is clumsy with his words. He is clumsy with his direction. He is clumsy with his decision making. Let's go back to Jeff Saturday last year, which was obviously a disaster. Let's look at the spinning of the roulette wheel of quarterbacks in Indianapolis since the retirement of Andrew Luck. Let's look at just how the organization has really been handled over the last few years and things that he has said. And you can just sense that Jim Irsay is not the most stable cat in the barn. So when he goes out of his way to say that nobody's going to miss us, and that includes Jonathan Taylor... It's an unnecessary burning of a bridge. And I have lauded the Ravens for months now about how they handled Lamar Jackson. Lamar wanted a new contract or he wanted to be traded. Sound familiar, Jonathan Taylor? And every time that Lamar Jackson tried to throw a grenade into the Ravens situation, try to get himself out, not traveling for this game. I'm not going to show up to practice. Oh, I'm still injured. I don't like you guys. You don't use me right. I need to get out of here. All that stuff. Everybody within the Ravens organization, coach, front office, etc., said, we love him. We want him here. We think he's great. All that stuff. Because creating more friction doesn't help you. The, the only way you can kind of navigate this to your own benefit is to keep throwing cold water on it and hope that tempers settle down and then you can get what you want in a trade because then people don't sense that you're desperate or you bring him back and get what you can from that player, which is what happened to Lamar Jackson to Baltimore. And so Jim Irsay took the opposite tack and it was stupid. There's just, it's never going to be beneficial to publicly create a war with a player considering you hold the cards. So just act like you always want the guy. There's never a reason to act like you don't want the guy. It only it only diminishes your hand. And you got to have a hand. So Ursay should not have done that. But let's also be fair here about the Colts in this situation. Taylor has some type of injuries coming into yes, plural, coming into this year. So He might not have even been ready to play the first four weeks anyway. Even if everybody was kumbaya, everything was hunky-dory. I love you, you love me. Oop, Taylor still can't play. So that's part of this. Jonathan Taylor attempted a power play when he also had no leverage. He's banged up, so you're not going to get what you want for him if you're the Colts. 
and you did it late in the season, late in the in the summer, rather, coming up on the eve of the season, so you didn't give yourself a full offseason to try to find a new home, etc. And you're trying to jump the line here on free agency in that Taylor sees what's happening around the NFL of running backs that are not getting paid and him or his agent or his family or all of them said, you know what, you can't wait until you're going to be a free agent because then they'll either franchise tag you like Saquon and Jacobs and you won't get paid or they're going to use you up this year and then your value is going to be plummeting anyway. So you got to get out now. So this is what he's trying to do. He is trying to get out or get paid, go somewhere where he'll get paid before the Saquon Barkley situation would unfold for him. The issue, though, is A, he's banged up. B, the running back market's not going to get better overnight because you're Jonathan Taylor. The running back market is what it is right now. It's not like the Giants won't pay Saquon and the Raiders will only go a little bit for for Jacobs and the Chargers won't pay Eckler and this goes on and on. But suddenly somebody's going to go, yeah, but you know, Jonathan Taylor didn't fit into that box. We're going to pay him. All of these guys are going to get the same resistance. So it was a silly power play if you're Taylor and I thought missed time. On top of this, Jonathan Taylor is going to act like I'm not going to play for the Colts anymore. Well, to accrue the appropriate service time this year, he's going to have to play for the Colts. He's going to have to. So the power play failed on his from his standpoint. And if I was a running back, I would not have attempted any of these power plays because there is no leverage. It's a moment in time where there's no leverage whatsoever. You can't even create it as evidenced by this. Look, the, the Colts might be in some type of battle with him, but if the Dolphins gave up a, a reasonable offer, he likely would have been traded. If somebody bowled over the Colts with an offer, he would have been traded, but he wasn't because nobody's giving up a lot for a running back. It's just not happening. So it was, and I said this at the time when it happened, this was an ill-timed power play built out of delusion, which most of these running backs have. We can argue to the cows come home whether running backs should be valued more. I don't think they should, but many people think they should. Fine, you can have that take. But what you can't argue is this is the wrong time to act like you deserve more. You know, it's just, that's the bit. It's like, this market right now won't hold the running backs. It won't hold the running backs' value. So don't challenge it because it's the wrong time to challenge and I would also say take a note of what has happened with Melvin Gordon because basically Melvin Gordon is Jonathan Taylor five years in the future. This was a guy who was a dynamic college running back that could do it all coming out of Wisconsin, run the football, catch the football. He was incredibly productive in college and then early in his NFL career. And then he ends up getting kind of used up and then going to Denver and he was less effective after his Chargers days and now he can't even find a job and he's just about 30 years old. 
it's yeah, it's it's a scary proposition for running backs, which is why they want to get paid. But you know, it's why teams won't pay guys. Because at one point in time, Melvin Gordon was the guy saying, I deserve more, I deserve more. And then what did the Broncos get out of Melvin Gordon? Not much. And the next team might think the same thing about Jonathan Taylor. That we're two years away from him being not all that effective anymore anyway. It's just, to me, the reality of the situation. 855-212-4CBS, the phone number. If you want to jump in on that topic, also on Twitter, DA on CBS. Last night, Alex Cobb, two outs, ninth inning against the Reds, carries a no-hitter into the ninth after a spectacular diving defensive play by his guys to end the eighth. He is one out away. From immortality. And Cobb gives up the base hit right center field. Breaks up the no-no with two outs in the ninth. Brutality. And he throws, what, 120 pitches last night or something? Which the only time any pitcher goes over 105 pitches these days is if they've got a no-hitter intact. So if you're going to throw the 120 pitches... You want the no-no. You got to have the no-no. You need the no-no. No, no, no. No. No, no. Last night. No. 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 No, no. No, no. No. Nope. Not going to happen. Not a no-no. No. 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 Not no mo. No, no. No, no, no. No mo. No, no. No, no go, no go, no no, no, no go, no no, 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 no mo, no no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'll never forget Edwin Jackson. I think threw a no hitter. It was like 158 pitches, and it was no. like, is it really worth it? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I do think it is because for Alex Cobb, isn't that going to be the most notable thing of his career? No, he is. <laughs> that he would have had a no-hitter last night? No, 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 no. At home as well? Do it in front of the home crowd? The road no-no is not as good of a no-no. No. 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 Giants do beat the Reds 6-1. to No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I got to, uh, and to respond to anybody that thinks that throwing 120 pitches, you're immediately going to be hurt. Edwin Jackson, 149 pitch, eight walk, no hitter in 2010, and then went on to make 30 starts for like the next four straight years. See that? Sometimes the fear is misguided, unfounded. Oh. So take your analytics and shove it. That's right. With the win, the Giants remain the third wild card in the National League wild card standings. Phillies are on a roll. They've won five in a row. They lead the wild card standings, then the Cubs, and then the Giants, who have a half game lead over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Some people call them the D backs. 
I try not to because that sounds like something else. Some people call them the snakes. Who calls them the snakes? I've heard it. <laughs> snakes. Oh. I mean, it is kind of tough that they named a team Diamondbacks, which gets shorted to something that sounds like D-bag. Not great. I'm sure they didn't think about that when they named them back in 1996 or 7 or whatever. And maybe don't make a, a four-syllable name for a team. Well, that's three. Call them the snakes. Di- Diamond. Diamondbacks. Arizona something else. Cobras. Could have been the Cobras. Cobras. Could have been the Rattlers. I don't know if there's Cobras in Arizona, but yeah, something. Rattlers is good. Are there Diamondbacks in Arizona? Yes. Yeah. What's the difference? Different kind of snake? From a Cobra? Yeah, it's a different kind of snake. Yeah. Cobras are not native to North America. Oh! As far as I know. What about? D-bags are, though. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Plenty of those in Scottsdale. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Only one letter separates them, but they're galaxies apart. One is a true winner. One is a pathetic loser. This is DA's Champ or Chump. All right, welcome back. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. As always, the DA show is available on your phone. You can stream us using the CBS Sports app. You can also stream us using the free Odyssey app as well. And listen to podcasts of the show. As always, by going to your favorite podcast platform and Downloading the DA show, full four hours or the best of the show every single day. All right, your champ on the morning is a football school that maybe you were not aware is still playing football after their celebrity head coach had left. That's as we all know, Deion Sanders heading over to Colorado after three years at Jackson State. And You know, this is a program that I think has been overlooked for a long time because Jackson State has been a a program that obviously is an FCS 
HBCU, and Dion got there and then ends up, you know, putting it on a different level, and then ultimately people ignore it afterwards. But it has a great history and has produced a lot of great NFL talent back in the 60s and 70s into the 80s when HBCU players finally started getting their due from NFL scouts and executives. And so I'm just going to say that, hey, keep an eye on Jackson State because even though their celebrity coach is gone, they're still there. They'd like to know that you're still they're still there and for you to know that they still play football. So they're my champ this morning. That's DA's champ. Your chump. Josh Donaldson, what a disaster after the acquisition by the New York Yankees, supposed to be a big bat in that lineup. Donaldson's brutal two-year tenure in New York is finally over. He was flat out released yesterday. He has never been productive. He's been a divisive force inside that clubhouse. He's been part of the issue of bad attitude and just maybe entitlement that has ruined the Yanks over the last couple of years and really bad personnel decision-making by Brian Cashman. Now, Cashman, by and large, over the last 25 years, has been very good in player assessment, etc., but he's had a couple of real head-scratchers recently, and Donaldson's at the top of that list. And so Donaldson's brutal years, two seasons in the Bronx, are over in ignominious fashion, as they say, as he is just flat-out cut. By the Yankees yesterday, he is the chump. That's DA's chump. Class is now dismissed. It's funny because with the Yankees, they're so bad. They're in last place, the American League East. They've been this swoon since really right after the 4th of July. In fact, as of a couple of days ago, I saw a stat where the Yankees had one of the worst records in Major League Baseball since the 4th of July, tied with the A's. And in the offseason, I don't think there's a lot of hope or optimism that they're going to get this thing figured out either. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right, welcome back. GA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. You can always listen to us in podcast form. Best of the show or the full four hours available on your favorite podcast platform. Search the DA show. We start with Jerry Jones. Guy like having a skeeter on a tamp. Talking about Jalen Hurts. I think uh, had we been able to uh, draft him with next year's four, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the kind of talent he was in this draft, like I just told you two years ago, we were looking at the uh, Philadelphia quarterback, I'm not calling him names, but looking at him, uh, had he fallen to us there, we would have drafted him. <laughs> As I said before, the Dallas Cowboys, yeah, yeah, I mean, you have a franchise quarterback, you've paid him a lot of money. If you did want to pose any type of competition threat, you now have done so with Trey Lance. But let's double down and tell Dak we would have drafted your replacement three years ago. I mean, it's just kind of perfect. You're just... (laughs) Let's try to create insecurity, paranoia, motivation. I'm not sure what the point is or just flapping your gums, but just... It's Jerry, so... Yeah. 
And Andrew Kaplan, Wizard of Watch DA, has done some of his finest work. If you were watching on Twitch or on YouTube on CBS Sports Radio or on WatchDA.com, <laughs> we did Jerry Jones morphing into Jack Stern before he has Jack Stern as the Cowboys GM. It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. He's pumping his fist in front of a Cowboys helmet, and he's given Jack some salt and pepper hair, so it looks like he's an aged executive, and it is just awesome. And in a strange way, I would trust Jack in that spot looking like that. I trust that guy. Oh, that's weird. It's kind of perfect. You can watch the show at YouTube and on Twitch and at WatchDA.com. Let's listen into the Yes Network as Yankees outfielder Harrison Bader finds out he was placed on waivers. How did you find out you were put on waivers today? Um, I was in the uh, lunchroom. I saw it on a... It's ESPN. I guess you know, I guess it popped up somehow over there. So that's how I found out. What was your reaction when you saw that news? Uh, like, what does waivers mean? <laughs> <laughs> Number one, I think that's a fair question. <laughs> Me too. Number two, awkward. Imagine hanging out at your place of employment with all of your fellow employees in a communal area, and then seeing on the TV that you were fired. <laughs> Happened to Lucas Giolito, too. He said he saw a tweet, saw it on Twitter. I feel like that's going to happen here to us. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it's on I the table. See that. <laughs> We're all watching Sunday Night Football. We're like, wait a second. Yeah, I mean, I think this is public knowledge now, but whatever. When our former colleague Craig Carton was taken into custody, we found out because it was on the scroll on TV. No one had told anybody here. It was on the local news. Yeah. <laughs> Should Harrison Bader know what waivers are? Uh, absolutely. Uh, no, he should not know what waivers are. He should have known that he was on waivers <laughs> okay. before it was on TV. Because the Yankees should have told him? Correct. So he shouldn't have to know what the process is, nah. but the team should let him know. Yeah. yeah that seems to be professional. He should have known maybe the, the morning of. Right. Professional courtesy. Hey, we're putting you on waivers today. Right. What, were you, what were your first thoughts? Uh, what are waivers? That uh, means pack your bags, buddy. You're you're out of here. Well, yeah. uh, like, what does waivers mean? <laughs> I don't know if I would have admitted that, by the way. <laughs> it is pretty wild that the Yankees didn't alert him, and they must have made the decision early in the morning, as Pete said, because by the time it's on a scroll... It's hours later. It's hours later. It might not even... It had to be an official transaction, which is then reported, which is then posted. Right. It's like the NFL. It's the end of the day. All these names get submitted, and then everybody gets an email of, here's what everybody did. Injured list, waivers. So the Yankees knew it was going to get out and just chose... It's not like they hit send on the waiver request. And then Jeff Passan's phone buzzed, yeah, right. and he yelled into a microphone that Harrison Bader was on waivers. <laughs> right, yeah, right. There was some lead. There was some, there was a gap. So how you don't just send someone to the clubhouse and be like Harrison, just so you know, before you see it anywhere, you're on waivers. What it, a dumpster fire they've become. Really? Yeah. Because in the old, like in the oldish system, when they were this, the initial trade deadline, and then the waiver, when it got to August first, almost everybody was put on waivers in case. Some other team was like, yeah, I'll take that bad contract because you could pull them back like Pete mentioned right. last hour. Now you don't do that because you can't pull guys back. So it's not it's not tradition, so to speak, anymore for everyone to be on waivers. So 
it's a it's a unique decision that you have to make the players aware of that we're about to find out that we kind of don't want you anymore. And, and like, how do you? They were not in a. They really you couldn't convince yourself if you were a Yankee fan that they were going to make the playoffs last month. Why not try to trade them totally. last month? Get something, anything back. Yep. Totally. Oh my god. Yep. It's like you know. You were saying, oh, what if that happens to this show? This is a picture watching Iron Eagle throw it down to Evan Washburn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, brand news from our, our radio affiliate uh, with regards to the DA show. They have found a new producer <laughs> heading into the Super Bowl. <laughs> After eight months. <laughs> Here is a clip from Hard Knocks on HBO Sports as Aaron Rodgers in the middle of the Jets and Giants preseason game, talks with Giants offensive lineman Jahad Ward. Bootleg out to the left, flipping it left. McCall Hardman. Bro, that goes in respect, bro. Come on, what the f*** is that? Five damn sets? I don't even know who you are, bro. I don't know who you are. You don't? I never heard of you. And the officials have it separate Jahad Ward and Aaron Rodgers. Drops back, lobs one, front left pylon. It is caught, Garrett Wilson has a jet touchdown. Poke the bear. Hey, oh, I ain't doing you, that. Bro. I'm not going hurt you. Then I gave him the line that's uncome back with a bowl. I said, I don't even know who you are. But he said, he said, I don't know who you are. I said, both. Wow, I didn't see this episode yet. So Jihad Ward pulled the I don't even know who you are card to Aaron Rodgers. Well, I think Rogers, Rogers first. pulled it first to first. him, and then he goes, I don't know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> which is a pretty amazing line. I mean, of course he knows who Aaron Rodgers is. So that's that's a pretty good, like, I can't see you. It's like the new I can't see you. That's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you no, you smell buns. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it, that was, I mean, Rogers, Rogers sounds like a, a douche, I guess, when you first listen to this, but I watched the clip. I haven't watched the episode, but I saw the clip. It's a preseason game, and he runs into Rodgers like five steps after he throws the ball. And they didn't flag it. I don't know if they flagged it or not. He kind of just like gave him a, a very light shove, but still, the fact that he even touched him that late after he threw it. Which and and Saturday. Now that Rodgers won't even, can't even be touched. Yeah. And Saturday, Rodgers said when they asked him about it, he's like, wait, wait for hard knocks. He was teasing Hard Knocks post-game on Saturday. He knows what to do. Mm -hmm. He loves the TV show. Good game show host. Good teaser. Yep. He loves the TV show. Maybe he'll pay the writers. (laughs) His writers. (laughs) Finally, here's Chris Moore, a.k.a. SEMO, here on CBS Sports Radio. Is this from the weekend? Correct. Uh, Yes, I think Sunday morning. SEMO oftentimes does weekend hosting here on CBS Sports Radio. Sounds like he's going to be talking to a caller. Says am I... Shot sheet, beef, B E E F, a caller named Beef in Iowa. Beef is on the hoof in Iowa. Hi, Beef. <laughs> I was wondering, is that something you're doing, or do you have like a sounder? Oh no, that's the uh, the cow that I have right out in front. Oh, uh, you know, if, if I just touch him in the right spot. That's it. I mean, it's there's not a lot to it. Yeah, that's very good. It's always good to have a friend, you know. Right. I used to do a uh, 
post-game radio show, call-in show for uh, the UNI Panthers after their games a couple of years ago. And they actually recorded my move, so. Very nice. That's yeah, important. it was pretty cool. People look so, forward uh, to that. Wow. <laughs> there is so much here. What are you wowing? <laughs> well, my my first wow. <laughs> what are you wowing? My, my first wow is that Beef in Iowa is the UNI Panthers postgame host. Former. Was. Yes. I feel like if I was driving home from a UNI Panthers game, I would want to hear Beef break it down. Number two, I can't tell. Is Chris Moore doing the cow there? Yeah. Yeah. That's That's his cow. It's pretty good. Well, that's not a drop. He's not playing that. No. Chris Moore playing drops. Well, who's ever on the board? Nick Theodoro, Papa Giorgio, who sent me this, playing drops. Fuck if he's awake on the board. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Nick's a great guy. I'm not. Pete didn't hire him either. He's a great guy, though. Oh, yeah. Chris, what you want me to play a cow sound for <laughs> Okay, so that's a really good cow that Chris Moore's doing. <laughs> he did both of those? I think the Cola did one of those. Beef and Iowa did his own. Produced the first one. <laughs> Remember, because he said they used to play his drop for the UNI Panthers so, Post game. So these are both verbal moves. Beef did one that's dueling yeah. moves. It's dueling how they, moves. It's how they greet each other. How cows greet each other or how No, how beef, beef and Simo do. <laughs> okay. Is this comp like he calls up a lot? You're asking me if I listen to the weekend. <laughs> I don't listen to this show and I'm not here. I'm not listening to the weekend program. You don't listen to this show in between updates. <laughs> no, I mostly do. <laughs> mostly. Schwartz is not here. We're talking about Bogus. So this is all types of amazing. And... A, beef, a guy named Beef has to be from Iowa. Iowa, Nebraska, somewhere in the Midwest. So this is a great spot for him to be. And when he picks up the phone, he has to answer with a move. That's a signature. You got to do it that way. So when you call up Beef's postgame show, it's Panthers postgame. <laughs> here on 1380 AM, you you have to, he has to just move. <laughs> What are the Panthers doing there late in the fourth quarter? Why are they running on third and six? (laughs) That's when he doesn't like things. That three-point shot by Perkins late in the shot clock. (laughs) I wonder why he's wonder why he's the former post-game voice. Maybe he found out he was on waivers. Do we think in the daily corn? Do we think his name is Beef? Because he's a big dude and or because his last name is some form of beef, like Beeferson. Yeah. Is it Mark Beeferson? Oh, is Mark I, Beef Beeferson? Again, Beeferson. these are great questions. <laughs> is, his nickname, is his nickname Beef because he resembles a hunk of meat or because <laughs> his last name is Beeferson? <laughs> Jeff Beefman. <laughs> is this Hank Beeferson <laughs> of Norville, <laughs> Iowa? <laughs> and if there is a Hank Beeferson out there who got the nickname Beef, you, he shouldn't even have to send in a demo. It should just, yes, you're the UNI postgame guy. Bob Beeferson. <laughs> Bob Beeferson. Thank you. Bob Beeferson. Otherwise known as Robert to you. <laughs> and Bob Beeferson is definitely the guy you go to an old school pizza hut with to watch. That's right. 
Hawkeyes gophers on a Saturday. He has the stained white polo <laughs> and some LA gears on. <laughs> I am voraciously trying to find the former post-game show host. I'm, I can't find him either, but I need to know more about Beef, who did post-game. <laughs> Pan- <laughs> Panthers post-game. <laughs> Those are really good cow moves. Those are really good. I like everything about that. I love that clip. I need more of that clip. (laughs) 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 Now we need Hurricane Jen yelling no at the cows. (laughs) (laughs) Stop going in my yard. No. No. <laughs> oh, this cow has wandered into my living room again. No. <laughs> oh, this cow. This cow is. No. Lying down in back of my Buick again. I can't back out of the driveway. No. 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 <laughs> that basically is the <laughs> the coach's press conference after the UNI game. <laughs> How'd you do it today? No. <laughs> uh, coach, were you happy with your team's performance? No. Is what I was no. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. We'll see you next week All against right. Youngstown State. Thank you. No. Horizon League final coming up next. Coach, do you think you guys were prepared to play the Salukis? No. <laughs> I just, I just searched <laughs> UNI Panthers beef, and the first thing that pops up on YouTube is a video of UNI Panthers fans enjoying beef while tailgating for Illinois State. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think of the marketing possibilities of a beef-hosted postgame show with the move of the night or something like that. You oh, could do so, so much. That's great. Of the night. That's Brought great. to you by yeah. Pizza Hut. Right. <laughs> Here's the call. Here's like... The officials, here's the penalty of the game that you had a beef with. Yes. This is not the time, Mace. If I don't want to come down here and see me talking to you or your ass, I'm history. Little wet, little drippy, 24-7. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> ah, welcome back to DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. You can always watch us on YouTube or on Twitch or at watchda.com. Joe tweets, DA, obesity is a problem. It's not uncommon to find TV remotes and days-old sandwiches inside people's fat rolls. Really? I I, I did not know that. That's, that's weird. That's wacky stuff. Arsenio! Oh! Timbo Slice writes, I love how Mraz is gone, and now you're just throwing the F word around. LOL. Mm. By the way, that's from the account at DA's 100 pounds. How's that going, by the way, Fatty? I was trending poorly. Then yesterday, then last week on vacation, I went to the gym twice and did a really good big-time workout. And then this week, back to no workout. So I probably, whatever gains I made with a Z last week, mm. I've given it all back and then okay. doubled it because been driving around with AJ the last couple of days just trying to get him to go to sleep. Ugh. He sleeps well in the car. 
and he's three months old and it's just me watching him in the afternoons. My wife has had to go to work. So the only thing I can do is go through fast food drive-thrus. So I've hit the BK for that new BK crisp chicken wrap two days ago, plus fries. And then yesterday had a Crunchwrap Supreme from Taco Bell. So I'm not doing well in the fatty department. Look at it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you could start hiding things in your folds. Seriously. New goals in life. Right? At this point, I'll be the one getting nabbed <laughs> with a Lucas Giolito bobblehead inside of my fat rolls coming up here in a September game. <laughs> Maggie Gray's <laughs> gifted Bills jersey is under fold three on your right hip. <laughs> and they're all numbered. <laughs> to all the D aliens that were so kind to send me and Pete the Body Amazon gift cards, please, no more gifts you cannot send because it could get hidden in my fat rolls coming up here shortly. <laughs> and I'll never be able to find it or cash it in. So. <laughs> what? What? what if we Sorry. see... <laughs> Sorry, I thought we had more little wet, little drippy koozies left, but I don't think so, although they could be caught in my fat rolls. They might be all over the floor right now. Uh, Pete, in lieu of a fourth round of interviews, what if the remaining candidates for Sean's job climbed into DA's folds and whoever stayed in the longest got the job? Yeah, we got like a contest or something. So it's hysterical because I come into work today and say, hey, I've got a Schwartz clip that I want you guys to pull and play from this morning's. He was on the local side of things, the embargoed radio station. And they said, well, it just so happens that we have a clip that we want to play from Schwartz. So I said, you know what? Forget soundcheck. Let's do its own segment. So kind of like a dueling piano bar. <laughs> We've just walked into an Old West saloon. <laughs> And here's your sarsaparilla <laughs> and your spittoon. <laughs> here's How many fat rolls do you have today? Here's your sarsaparilla. Right. And here's your deviated septum. <laughs> As short snores at the end of the bar. So, why don't we play my clip first? This is the clip that I wanted to play here on the air, and we'll see Dueling Schwartz is which one is more Schwartz. It, it, it just never made any sense. He was he was a homegrown player. He was your guy, and he listen. He, he had his moments where he wasn't good, but he certainly had moments that he was good. And I just never again. It just it never made any sense to me. Plus, I had gotten a whole bunch of his baseball cards, and then I had to throw them <laughs> in the old Yankee box. Well, see, <laughs> that's that's one reason. The other one, I was I, ticked. I, I, Schwartz didn't like the Harrison Bader trade or release or whatever because he has a box of baseball cards of former Yankee players, and now he has to take him from the current Yankee players' box and put it in the old Yankee players' box. That's part of the annoyance with this move as a Yankee fan for him. All of that work he has to go through. Put it right next to a Dave LaPointe card. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he could take the Harrison Bader decision and make it about himself is truly an art form for Schwartz. That's classic Schwartz. How can I make this about me? Oh, I've got his baseball cards. Now I have to put it in the old Yankee box. That was the clip I was want. I wanted to present in soundcheck. Here is the one that was it Pete or Pat that brought it in. Uh, it was me and then Pat. We all, uh, all collaborated. Okay, here's the second clip. Boys have clearly outgrown this minute, so the minute, next wait, wait hold on, the hold next on. vacation hold will be hold, hold two on. rooms <laughs> four people in one hotel room yeah. you're drilling on yourself yeah. you can't believe it <laughs> that's it 
and one of them is a high school long snapper. It's it's the last time and that's you, gonna happen. I, you, I, you, and you have to snore. You must snore. No, I have a seat. No, not anymore. I have a seatpat no, machine. You wear that yeah. with them in the room. Too, with them yeah. in the room. You must be like Darth it's Vader not, at night. It's not, it's not like a, a bunch of DJ equipment. It's a little box that sits on the nightstand. My God, Peter, I'm trying, but I can't Jesus. understand this. It's rough. Only one bathroom, two beds, oh, and a TV. That's what not easy. Where you, one of your boys drops a deuce. What happens? It's got to stick up a whole apart uh, room. What's well, going on are, here? Are, what happens when you want to do a little finicule, finicula? But, but then what happens? Boys leave. What goes on? Hey guys. Well, you know. I mean, I don't know what to tell you on that. It was, this was the last time that they're going to be in the, in the room with us. Uh, yeah, I have mine. You didn't answer the question though. Finiculi, finicula. So that's Peter Schwartz tell, uh, saying that this is going to be the last time they're all going to share one room. Yeah. On okay. Vacation. So, first of all, we have an embargoed radio station that we've now played two clips from in the same segment. Correct. So I guess that embargo is now over as well. Also, this week on New York accents. <laughs> It's evidence. We, it's evidence, and we need the, for somebody that's on our station. I think you guys win. Your clip is better because that is an amazing admission that the Schwartzes go on vacation, and four of them, two of them being high school aged boys, mm-hmm. share one hotel room. And that includes Schwartz, who's a big man, lugging around his CPAP machine as well. <laughs> As if that's better than snoring. Their dad in a nose guard attached to a machine. And the machine is designed, right, to make sure you make it through the night, right? <laughs> <laughs> His oldest son is almost as big as Schwartz is these days. He came to the Bob's Bar Show. He's an enormous kid. So you got two large kids. In one bed? Huge Schwartz. They probably get a cot. And then all all in one room and a CPAP machine plus luggage. And this vacation, by the way, is in Canton, Ohio, I think, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame inductions. You're not even at the beach. So they're definitely collecting tons of memorabilia and uh-huh. also adding that to the, the room. Oh, I, uh, the poor mother. <laughs> Three boys and her. Oh, that's a rough, that's a rough weekend in Northeast Ohio. Yeah, and obviously cost plays into this. Everybody can afford like Boomer a second hotel for all the kids you're lugging around. But I mean... Boomer's not 100% wrong here in that those boys are teenagers. They need to be in their own space. Funicula, funiculi, whatever aside, they just need to have their own, own room, not yeah. near mom and dad anymore. They can get adjoining rooms. They're there for. Open up the door, and there you go. I don't even want to picture that. Funiculi, funicula. They're big boys. That's, I, that's the issue. It's yeah. not like, you know, if you bring your baby on the road, or you bring your two-year-old, or you bring your six-year-old, or you, you're a bunch of skinny people or whatever. Well, it's because we're, we're glorious of skinny or not they're old enough to be in a room by themselves for the night even if it's the next room unconnected it's it's a squeeze it's a squeeze that's a squeeze yes honey i want to do it with the mask on 
<laughs> take, take okay, out DJ equipment. Do your Bane impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> the breathing gets heavier. an email today about this one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, let's just do the update here and no stun. We'll do stun next hour. <laughs> if that oh, was a sure. stun enough. That feels like a stun. <laughs> we just had. Somehow the visual is not yeah. gross because of the laughing of the air machine, <laughs> the breathing apparatus. <laughs> it, it's like a sketch. Uh, it's like a, a Family Guy it, right, episode. It is. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be the the the, the, the premise. <laughs> My stomach hurts, man. <laughs> you know what, Boyle? That performance gets you a pass through the fat roll round. Right. You don't need to do that. You're still alive. You're, <laughs> You're still alive. <laughs> you move <Happened> forward. <laughs> now the person who survives DA's fat folds goes up against you in the final round for, for Sean's job. Hump. <laughs> You've got to buy. <laughs> You've earned a buy through the fat fold round. <laughs> Can't you keep it score at home? The automatic qualifier out of the fat fold region. Unfortunately, Dana Mechanicsburg still has to sift through my fat yeah. folds. <laughs> Billy, climb in, but boy, will safe. <laughs> you got to find Billy Jackalone in my fat folds. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear him. He's somewhere around here. <laughs> Pokes a hand out every now and then. <laughs> Just hear random names of net players. Like a whack-a-mole. <laughs> Standing by with our final headlines of the morning is a kind sir, a wonderful gentleman in his own right, a scholar as well, Andrew Bogish. DA was the cold open three and a half hours ago. Yesterday's roster deadline came and went with Jonathan Taylor still in Indy. Maybe the Colts had two legit offers for their unhappy running back, but didn't accept either. Instead, Taylor begins the year on the pup list following off-season ankle surgery. He'll miss the first four games of the season at least. After that, a TV station in Indy says a suspension is possible with the Colts believing that Taylor is already healthy enough to play and that he is staging a hold-in because he wants that new contract. As you've heard by now, the Patriots only have Mac Jones on their roster right now at QB. Bailey Zappi, Malik Cunningham put on waivers yesterday with the team apparently hoping both end up back on their practice squad, at least Zappi they'd like to end up being their backup still. To baseball and the Phillies, Keep hitting homers, and they keep winning games as well. 
Uh, Alec Bohm, a go-ahead three-run shot. Five total dingers last night. That's 57 for the month. A 12-7 final over the Angels last night, extending the Philly win streak to five. They maintain their four-game lead on the Cubs atop the wildcard standings since those Cubbies snapped the Brewers' nine-game win streak, one nothing at Wrigley last night. Since he's Spencer Steer broke up Giants righty Alex Cobb's no-hitter with a double with two outs, top nine. <laughs> Cobb settling for a 131-pitch complete game, a 6-1 victory, which leapfrogs his Giants over the Diamondbacks for the last NL wildcard spot. Arizona, a 9-1 loss at Dodger Stadium last night. The Mariners fell to Oakland 3-1 after the Rangers held off the Mets 2-1 and the Astros won at Fenway 6-2. So there's a three-way tie for first in the AL West this morning. It's not just those six Angels on waivers right now. White Sox riding Mike Clevenger, Mets riding Carlos Carrasco, and Harrison Bader. The Yankees are there for the taking as well. Claims awarded tomorrow with the pick order going from worst to first. The Yankees also cut Josh Donaldson yesterday, I think roughly two months after a very wise Bob the Deli man maybe rudely told team <laughs> president Randy Levine in the Yankee Stadium elevator to cut Donaldson, but Bob has never seen the future better than on that May <laughs> night in the Bronx. USA men's basketball rolling to a 110-62 win over Jordan to finish group play at the FIBA World Cup in the Philippines. Anthony Edwards scored 22 points in 19 minutes. Round two starts Friday against Montenegro. 43-year-old Venus Williams with her third consecutive first-round loss at the U.S. Open. This time, 6-1, 6-1 to Belgian qualifier Harit Minin. I really gave it my all today, and I'm, I really you know, played some great shots, but she had some incredible answers to that, and um, I wish I could have been more prepared for that. We still have no idea how much longer Venus plans to play on the men's side. I'm Carl- sure she'll she'll probably be on Arthur Ashe, though, again next year, and she'll play the 300th-ranked player and lose 6-1, 6 think she'll do it one more time? She shouldn't. She shouldn't. See, I, I actually think she's just going to go away, unlike Serena. She's going to tell us she's done playing. I don't think she's in it for, like, Goodbye. Like she just wants to play now. This is not her hanging on for ovations and a goodbye tour. She can't play, right? So, this is, but this is her just trying to play. When she's done, she's just going to be done. There'll she's be no 40, advance warning. Forty-three years old. Now? Yeah. Boy, that's really old for a tennis player, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's like way older than you would be in baseball. I and mean, what's the equivalent in baseball or basketball? It's like being like fifty. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's Brady. Not be like if, not Mo- the, be like if Moises Alou was still playing, <laughs> right? Not the production of Brady, but in terms of how far the age is. And she's also playing singles. Like, there are players who have hung around playing right. doubles. Right. That that old-ish, but 43 trying singles, to play singles Singles, tennis at 43 is like if Brady played quarterback at 55. <laughs> really? I, that's what I'm saying. It's like 43 it, it, years the, old to play singles. The toll right. on your body, the amount of... Yeah, you. I mean, you got, you've got young people coming in that... that can be 16 right playing 17 years like old. the peak and your peak age in tennis is like 26 to 28 right not, not on the women's side it's probably even younger early. on the women's yeah. side yeah or younger on the women's side right yeah uh WNBA last night the mystics outscored the Lynx 83 72 to take over fifth place in the playoff chase now stunned it 
doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. So this one came courtesy of our friend uh, Moose, Milwaukee Moose, Moose in Wisconsin. I confused the Meese. There's more than one, right? <laughs> the Meese. Uh, congrats to Wenzel's Farm in Marshfield, Wisconsin. They celebrated recently their 75th anniversary by getting into the Guinness Book of World Records nice. by right. making a 314-foot meat snack stick. Is that right? I guess that's the non-copyrighted name of a Slim Jim. Uh, oh. Wenzel's Farms has been producing regular-sized meat stick snacks and other products since 1949, still operating really? on the original family farm. Wow. Now. I don't want to rain on their 75th anniversary parade, uh-huh. but I kind of don't accept the Guinness Book of World Records, this ilk, where it's just like, I'm going to make the longest right. or the biggest. Now, if you want to give me the biggest pumpkin that you had to like kind of grow and cultivate, and maybe there's a little bit of skill involved, maybe I can listen. Right. But like... Just rolling out the longest continual thing of meat that's basically just a machine doing it in the human hands and you're just stretching it out. I don't I don't know if that's world record in the truest sense of the term. I understand your your skepticism here. In one way though, I'm I'm proud that it's a small family farm yes, doing it and not correct. Johnsonville or Purdue or something like that. Definitely. And I wonder, like, is this meat stick gonna be like a Slim Jim, or is it? I don't know what a else. Thicker to... piece of meat. I mean, it's gotta be thicker to survive the 314 foot journey right. from, from tip to base. And there's a 300. There's a 312 foot meat stick out there. Right. And now tomorrow, I'll just do 316 and I win. Like that's the, that's what I. This is. I'm gonna do one more than the last guy. I'm looking at the story. Do they decide why it's 314 feet? Like, yeah, I don't know if that's just when it stopped working correctly. Because like <laughs> you know, if you right off the bone, you'll learn this soon with sweet little uh, Andrew Jeremiah when you're doing like Play-Doh, and you know, like you know, you're, like the, the Play-Doh like spaghetti maker thing. At some point, the string just kind of dies; like it just yes. can't hold itself up anymore. So right. I'm wondering if this happened here that they just finally 314 wasn't the goal. That's just um. when. The link was broken. Well, they had it. They rolled it out on like a big hamster wheel kind of thing. Oh, you're seeing this? Yeah, if you, yeah, the article that Bogue sent us. Uh, if you click on that link, oh, actually no, I had to go. I had that. Yeah, there's no picture in the link you sent. Yeah. Bad link. Um, I googled uh, Menzel's farm. What the hell the name of the farm is? Wenzel's, Wenzel's. farm. Wenzel's. 314 foot meat stick. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you just click images, and they're like rolling it out on like a, a wheel, basically. It almost looks like one of those old school bingo machines, like a, just like a wood circle with some fencing around it. And Boyle's right, they're just rolling it. Instead of going straight 314 feet, it's just coiling over oh. this like this sort of like barrel kind of thing. I like handling meat. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I see at least six people handling this particular meat stick six. snack. Oh, hump. I see. It's kind of almost like fruit by the foot. Mm-hmm. Meat by the foot. It's meat by the foot. It's the way meat should be served. You know, yeah, I'm torn. I mean, you know, a Slim Jim's fine in a, in a pinch, 
you run into a gas station, a truck stop or something, you don't want to wait in line for the hot food, or maybe there's a taquito or some type of hot dog that's been on that roller since last Tuesday. <laughs> and so you're like, you know what? I don't feel like chips. I don't feel like candy. Let me snap into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. At the same time, if you're an actual beef farm or meat farm, you've been around since the 40s, I feel like there's a better way to achieve fame. I got a lot of meat on my bones. Than a, than a coiled hose of meat stick. I mean, it's probably have quality meat. Pat well, Lafrida, but that's that a quality purveyor of meat right there. Sure, but that wouldn't make it to this show. If they released, like, the original recipe of their first meat stick from 1952, that would not make stun to a news on this national sports talk radio show. But rolling out 314 feet of meat did. Somebody in that marketing department's getting a raise. I just, this is where the Guinness Book of World Records loses me, just and like it's you. it's dumb. Because you can create your own record of this case, or what happens if we just bought a bunch of Slim Jims and taped them together to make 315 feet? You can't do that. Oh, baloney. There are rules, DA. <laughs> What's the rule? I actually think, I think for a Guinness Book of World Records, somebody from Guinness has to be there right. to observe it. Yeah, be here and we'll tape them all together. But that's not going to be, it's continuous. This is an uninterrupted 314 right, well, feet. Our record is the longest Slim Jim taped meat stick. And that's a go. record. Yeah. Suddenly everything's a record. Yeah. There's no last page to the book. That's yeah, my they, problem. They watered it down. And we used to go to the book fair in third grade and you could get the Guinness Book of World Records. You thumb through it and there were real records in there. You know, tallest human being, the two fat twins on the bikes. The motorcycles. How many guns can you hide inside your fat folds? <laughs> there's, there's legit records, and now we're just futzing around and watering it down. <laughs> that was close. With continuous meat sticks. Uh, you know, I'm out. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. What if Jerry Jones took his cues from Jack? It's like putting a tick on a tampon and asking him not to swell up. And here we go. Welcome to Wednesday. Now, I don't even know if Jerry really said that. I don't think he did. But you could make 
like you could convince me that he definitely did. Yeah, or that he will now. We've got it down to the nitty gritty. We really do. Kind of circumcising the mosquito. It's like putting a cucumber in brine and asking him not to be a pickle. Zeke Prescott. <laughs> Spanking himself. It's like putting Larry Allen at an old country buffet and asking him not to fall over. <laughs> Mashed potatoes all over his face. <laughs> it's like asking the actors to pay the writers <laughs> so the strike ends. Don't be ridiculous. It's like putting a skeeter on a pimp. <laughs> you would definitely say skeeter. Mosquito. It's like talking about the Arizona Cardinals not having the CBS Sports Insider on. <laughs> nice and cute as always. It's like talking NFC West without a young man that's grown up in a broken brownstone. <laughs> Just makes sense. <laughs> it's like going to a five-star restaurant and getting filled up on bread and butter. <laughs> Imagine Jerry starts stealing jackisms. <laughs> Wait, I heard that before. I might be the psychopath here. It's like watching... Peyton and Eli and thinking it can't get better and all of a sudden Ark comes along. <laughs> Ark Manning. It's like biting into the freshest tangier chicken you've ever eaten. <laughs> it's so succulent and delicious. <laughs> it's so succulent and delicious. You leave just so satisfied. Kind of like week one of college football. Wait a second, I've heard that somewhere before. <laughs> Kai Horton started a Jets chant on a train today. <laughs> Let's go Jets. <laughs> you know the old Jets chant. Let's go Jets. Let's go Jets. I feel that way every time I watch Aaron Rodgers take the field. Start me up, Aaron. Let's go Jets. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Oh, Epic man. Fail. Oh, man. Poll question. Do you feel nostalgia for Retro Pizza Hut like I do in Pete the Body? 66% say yes. Love the hut. Data tells us used to be a Pizza Hut is a Twitter account dedicated to finding former Pizza Hut restaurants, including those with the famous red plastic cups, dark lighting, and mahogany tables. Pizza Hut was the first pizza company to deliver in outer space in 01. Pizza Hut made the longest journey yet when it delivered pizza to the International Space Station. How does that work? Is it really a delivery or they just put a Pizza Hut on a spaceship or rocket? The company's website also states that the founding brothers name named it Pizza Hut because their signage space only had enough rooms for eight letters. All of this is amazing. Alan tweets, DA could hide a gun under that helmet he calls hair. Hashtag barber. Under that helmet. <laughs> and Allie tweets, and I woke up to DA and you guys ranking cow moos and Saluki Bob Beefeater. Absurdity at its best. Hey, that's Bob Beefaroni. Thanks to Pat Boyle, executive producer. Pete the Body Bellotti, the Wheels of Steel and Audio Director. Andrew Bogus on your headlines. Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. I'm DA. We'll see you tomorrow. The Mothership Disconnects. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Uh, 